Okie dokie. Artichokey, welcome to the Over General AI Podcast. Uh, I am here with my uh, co-host and good friend Reed Sealfoss. We're going to be getting this stuff off the ground, so uh, there might be some technical difficulties the first few times we do it. I hope you understand. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look. His camera is not showing up. Guess two. Webcam two. Let me do a little thing here. Uh, properties. Start collab cam. That's why. I didn't start the collab cam. Guest is joined. Show on stream. There we go. Okay, now we're in, except now my camera's all screwed up. Lord, if it's not one thing, it's another, huh? Alright. Mm -hmm. Properties. And... There we go. That should fix it. All right. How's it going, Reed? Hey, man. The arm on my mic fucking it fell off the uh, the table, so I had to fix oh, yeah? it. Yeah, but it, it seems okay now. Yeah, uh, it looks okay. You got one of them ice blue. Um, I actually I got one of those snowballs in my closet yeah. somewhere. I replaced yeah, it. I replaced it for these Elgato mics. I kind of like it better. I like the boom arm. I like the fact that it's like over my head. You can hear me just fine, right? Like the, the sound yeah. isn't too goofy. No, yeah, it's, it's a condenser mic too, so it's like. Bleh. I was thinking about. Well, I got this boom arm here, and I was thinking about mounting it to the wall and stuff, but I yeah. don't know. I don't like. I'm a, I'm allergic to like drills and stuff. <laughs> I don't want to put things. <laughs> well, in this the wall. clamps on my desk, so like yeah. I just it's an arm that clamps on my desk, and it goes up and over like that, so. It's, yeah, uh, mine mine's clamped to my desk too, but yours must be like some some real shit because mine is yeah it's, it can't go up and over anything. I just got it at Micro Center, nothing special. All right, yeah, yeah. so here we are, the inaugural episode of Over General AI. This is episode number one, um, which means I'm going to ham it the hell up until I get comfortable. Um, okay. <laughs> it's fine. We're just yeah. talking. That's we're we're just talking. Yeah, we're we keep having these conversations. We're not recording it. Uh, it's a shame. And that's why we're doing this. Because yeah, cool stuff is happening. It's also like eight fifty-five at night, and both of us are old men, so it uh, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna get a little bit of yawning. But we've been trying to do this for a while, and it's been hard for us to get it off the ground. Uh, that being the case, it's uh, it's better to just do it. Just rip off the bandaid. And by the way, after this, we got to do that intro video that's like a minute or so long. So okay. so I put it on the YouTube feed. All right, guys. So. Uh, we are at youtube.com slash at overgeneralai. You can find our website, um, uh, http uh, uh, overgeneral.ai. I also own the .com, but I think the AI is cooler. Um, and you can hit us up on Twitter, um, at overgeneralai. We are going to be adding some TikTok clips as they come along. Right now, that account is pretty empty, but we will be filling that up. Hopefully, maybe I can get Cavern to do some of that. Uh, okay, guys, uh, let me blast out that we're actually streaming here because I forgot to do that, and um, and then we can get the show on the road. In the meantime, uh, Reed, why don't you talk to me some about your experiences with uh, Llama Two? Because that just um, hit the hit the hit the ground running, didn't it? Yeah, I haven't I haven't experimented with Llama Two some of that. personally. Uh, okay, guys. Um, I've just been watching what the community's been doing with it lately. My oh. day job has been mainly getting in the way of that. Yeah. Um, but the the main things to take away from it is uh, Llama One was a research tool, and it kind of got leaked. So you weren't if you weren't like 
one of the researchers they were trying to give it to you weren't really supposed to have it. In fact, I, I think I downloaded it. <laughs> I got it from a, a, a BitTorrent, you know? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I BitTorrent into that thing. Um, why did I do that? I thought you said the models were open and like you could just use them for commercial use and everything was... Well, Llama 2. Llama 2. Llama 2. Llama 1 yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Got it. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm yeah, also yeah. trying to blast this out on Twitter and stuff, so I'm, I'm kind of distracted. I should have done this first. Um, yeah, okay. I, I was trying to run it on... Um, well, I wasn't trying. I did. I ran it on an EC2 instance on AWS. And um, I, for some reason, I needed to get... This is, you know, this was like a month ago, so how can I be expected to remember this? <laughs> uh yeah, there was something with the weights. The format they were in was funny, so I had to get. I got it from a torrent. The one, the one that I was looking, the yep, one that I, I remember that running with. Uh, I was using Colossal Chat to run it at first, and then I just started using um, Hugging Faces a, uh, API and stuff. What um, was your experience with Colossal Chat? Uh, we were talking about this, but I kind of forgot. Why did we transfer off of Colossal Chat and go? We, on did, to- we didn't really. It was just. Um, I was trying to, I was, so EC2, I, the, the biggest instance I could get on there, um, only had 64 gigs of VRAM. It was four V100 GPUs from NVIDIA. And uh, that wasn't enough to run uh, Big Llama uh, 1, 65 billion parameter model. And uh, so I really wanted to do that, but I had to quantize the weights. And uh, I think at first, the easiest path to getting that done was with um, a package called Bits and Bytes, and yeah. it would read in it read in the weights uh, in their like unquantized 16-bit format, and then it loaded them into memory. Um, I think in like four-bit or eight-bit or whatever, and uh, I could use Hugging Faces uh, software to, to actually like talk to it and, and get it to do stuff. Uh, whereas uh, Colossal Chat wanted the weights saved. Um, in in four or eight bit format, and I was doing that uh, with another package, uh, but I we started doing other stuff, so I put that on pause. Um, so that was that was the reason. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was just it's bas- basically a, a VRAM limitation, and then I was like, we should buy you know a six pack of <laughs> eight six thousands. <000." laughs> yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, um, yeah, one of these days. Well, uh, it's not necessary at the moment, but the like it is, but it isn't. Like it would be so awesome if we just had that right now. Um, yeah. But I'm not gonna drop that kind of money on this right now. Like that's like a mortgage for most people. It's like what and like and like I yeah. feel like this is the moment where we start. We're just so you guys know we're we're putting together a project. Um, and we're starting to look at some of like, you know, maybe there are benefits to making a product out of this. So, but we'll see where that goes. Um, so I, uh, I, um, uh, I, I've been noticing though that a lot of the VRAM requirements have been drastically coming down and didn't Sam Altman come out and say that the, um, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, that the open source stuff is outpacing even the big stuff that open chat is doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Uh, so, you can get; they've been getting more performance out of the smaller models. But I mean, so like from an investment you, perspective, from my perspective, it's like, what are we? What are we like investing in? Really, it's hardware. Hardware like goes like, like you can like you you. It has turnover time. Like every two or three years, you're going to need new hardware. So yeah. for an early stage project, it's probably just be better to just suck it up and do the expensive freaking like AWS type solutions, you know? 
well, people keep talking about moats in uh, in this in this space, right? Like, what what is going to protect your product versus other products? Yeah. And then the only one that I can think of is really the ability to just dump like big money on hardware, uh, like it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, like being able to just just get a grip of H100s, even being able to just get H100s at all, um, and uh, or A100s, or you know, we were talking about a whole bunch of A6000s or something like that, yeah. uh, GPUs, and and that's the biggest moat that I can really think of because not everybody can do that. Um, and, and I think that like the, the big models, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, well, open AI isn't, they aren't really like, they should take open out of the, out of the name, you know, like they're not telling they us. They were that. open. And I mean, yeah. Elon was bitching about it. He's like, I invested like in this company and now they're suddenly like, didn't he have a, he, not, he, he had a, he had twins with the, the, like the chief technology, some, someone's like white, uh, like this chick there. Right. right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know you didn't hear about that? Hold on, let me see if I can pull that up. Um, that's hilarious, though. Just setting up franchises. Yeah, setting up franchises. Yeah, Siobhan Zillis is. Oh, maybe it's Neuralink. It might have been Neuralink. Okay, no wait, no, she's no wait. Mutual has stepped down from the board of artificial intelligence you called OpenAI. So she stepped down from their board. Because, uh, yeah, after they found out that she was super pregnant with with Daddy Elon's uh, babies, so well, may, I mean, if she's she's, I mean, th there may not be anything nefarious there. It may just be, hey, I'm it was pregnant. in retro. That's the other thing that's interesting to me about oh, this. Really? It was, it was, yeah, this is like IBF or something. Like he, like he filled out a form to impregnate this broad. So. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, he's, if, you, if you're, like, into, like, I don't know, reading humans or something, I, she's probably pretty smart. And he's hey, obviously he, he picked it. He picked, himself, you know? He's got a thing for crazy eyes, though. I mean, she's pretty. She's really beautiful. I, I don't. But he does. He's got, like, a thing for crazy eyes. Like, I, like okay. He does. It's, have you yeah. noticed that? Like, he's got a thing no. for chicks with, like, a little bit of crazy. Not, like, super crazy. To, I know that like, he dated, he, or he was married to one of the actresses in Westworld. She was? Uh, oh, so she was like she was one of the robots. What the blonde chick? Was he married she to her? Tallulah Riley was 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 that Tallulah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's married. Yeah, I think that was her name. I I, I hope I'm not full of shit. But no, I, I that's somebody else. I thought. I think that's the chick who was with no, the guy. The chick from Westworld. I thought. I thought maybe not. I thought that the person from Westworld wasn't. That wasn't her name. I thought. Yeah, maybe Tallulah. Who was that? Elon Musk's two-time ex-wife, Tallulah Riley. She was in yeah. Westworld. Yeah, I thought that that was the uh, the chick from Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe and the whole Phoenix Law and that kind of thing. Uh, um, I don't know. The only thing I know her from is, is Westworld. But who gives a sh who gives a shit? Anyway, uh, yeah, he dropped he dropped like a lot of money on them. I I I think I remember reading the money number like a hundred million dollars, and then they were like, yeah, we're like totally an open organization and we're non profit and we're just here to save the world. And they're like, oh wait a second. <laughs> We have a product that's amazing. Oh no, no, we we can't do that. We got yeah. to So, ooh, I don't know, Sam Altman. It's he, he, he just didn't they just release like some cryptocurrency like Worldcoin, something like that. Something else. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm yes. Anybody who buys that shit, I, I look yeah, down I don't know, man. Like, so it's bad design to to. Into my nose. 
Goon just tweeted about this. I mean, it's a very astute point. I mean, it's bad design from a security perspective to use a biometric as the only sign-in mechanism. You have to have <clears throat> something that can invalidate credentials and, like... You got it's like basically look. You have a fingerprint on your phone. You have face thing on your phone. You have the fact you're physically you know, possessing your phone. But your password is the source of the account because your password with the credentials can be invalidated at any time for any reason, right? Biometrics, things that are permanent on your body, are actually really terrible, terrible systems for that. And uh, world corn's nuts. Anyway, that's tangential. Um, oh yeah, well, you were you were saying something. They were you like. Are the smaller models outperforming uh, OpenAI, for yeah. for example? And they, I don't know if they're really outperforming very much, but they are like in the run. They're like keeping up for sure in terms of performance and output, like good output. Um, and a lot of these metrics are based on like um, a lot of the models, like they're being um, developed to uh, generate code. Like they right. want your auto programmer, right? And and those models are, are keeping uh, keeping up with uh, GPT, the G the big GPTs from. Uh, from an open AI. So it's kind of like a, an open question. Like if you take the techniques used to train these smaller models and scale that uh, on like the way, because I mean, GPT-3, GPT-4, they really um, leverage scale. Like, oh, we have an ass load of GPUs and all the data we could ever want. Let's push this, you know, crank it up to 11 and see how far it can go. And it's, and it's like, well, and I, this is why I say you're not going to get an answer out of OpenAI because they're a product company now and they all, all they really give a shit about is money. So right. they're not going to tell you. But it's like, do you apply these, or that's my hot take as of right now. And if I see that change, I'll let you know. Um, if you take these techniques and apply them at scale, are you going to improve uh, GPT, uh, GPT-4, GPTN, or whatever it may be? Uh, so that, that's, that's, the big, that's a big open question. I don't know. Uh, a lot of the crazy. reason people are asking about the moat stuff, it, it's not just like I know the VRAM issue is going to be solved. Like they are, they are constantly making this smaller. Models are training models, which is a weird dynamic. I mean, that is like a ripple effect kind of like a. Well, I, I, I call it amplitude. Your own huh? I call it sniffing your own farts. Like yeah, but it's kind of like, great to bootstrap something. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure. you can take multiple models and then use them to train other models, and it just becomes this big Ouroboros of artificial bullshit. And like, I'm really excited about that stuff because it it does seem to bring down the data problem space quite a bit. It used to be this huge surface area that was very difficult for people to you know, collapse, but if you can use models to train models and use multiple models to train models because they're all out there, now you've got a training mechanism which has only needs very little updated information, only very I little. I mean, potentially. I mean, it's the, a good bootstrapping. Um, it, it, the jury's, the jury's kind of out like, like, well, I mean, everything's moving so quickly, so I, I can't tell you. Like, there's, yeah. there's not a, uh, I, don't, I don't know where the evidence points right now and if, how much evidence is there even, you know, so, um, Fuck yeah, it, let's just do it. Like, really, I feel like you can just do it. it. If you take out. the like, best yeah. of Bing and you take, or uh, whatever, uh, the Bard, and you take the best, of, is it called Bing? Yeah, it is. Uh, and you take you take them all and you move, mix them together, and like, there's got to be some like emergent new. Create your own mixture of uh, experts. Uh, yeah. You know, like out of all those models or something. Yeah. I what I like though is when people are taking things like Wolfram Alpha and using it for fact checking inside of you oh, know, yeah. all these systems. Like it's it's see here's the thing. This is my my hypothesis. 
the money is not gonna be well the money might there might be money in LLMs but the products aren't in LLMs LLMs are a service they're not a product yeah, all yeah, these yeah. all these generative AI systems they're services they're not products and at the end of the day when you're gonna see the products come out of is the things that are derived from the services so we're looking at things like um, uh, something we'll talk later today logo diffusion which is just a, a really cool program that yeah. builds itself on top of his own stable diffusion yeah. that enables him to build something so simple that anybody can make a novel new logo in a really short amount of time and iterate fast to the point where I think a lot of them are going to be passing for like 90% of people's use cases. And when they don't, they can even send it to a designer and say, this is what I'm thinking. And the designer goes, yeah. okay, here, let me build a really good one for you. Like that kind of stuff, that's a brilliant product. It's very, very easy to accomplish. It's a product. This is where the product space is. It's going to be in taking all of these large infrastructure plays and moving them together, kind of like AWS was enabling scalable architectures all over the place um, with, uh, you know, um, you know, basically people could now build larger, larger, larger websites to the point where you could actually deploy what used to be really uh, big data center intensive um, architecture in a matter of minutes. And so that's where the product space is. It's 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 not. We are not. You and I are not ever going to be able to build an infrastructure like that. No, like, no, no, no. But I'm not interested in doing that. Like I, I'm interested in in making the thing do useful shit. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of the the LLM community right now, like they they're kind of the joke on that. They're like, oh, you're just a rapper for G GPT. Well, if it's, I mean, if you've got the use case and you can right. implement something that. You know, steers the ship of GPT towards you know solving a useful problem. Right. Yeah, it's really easy to actually do like write a wrapper for GPT, relatively speaking. Like you don't have a, you just got to talk to the thing in the right way. But figuring out what you want it to do and how to how to coax out the the right out, um, output, yeah, it's a useful. That's a really useful thing thing to do for the community. It's a problem um, decomposition yeah. thing. You take these large problems and you decompose them into solvable problems by the by the LLMs, by the by the generative AIs, so you can actually do something practical with those 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 responses that you're getting back in a repeatable and testable and reliable way. And then you can you can take those those components that you've built and turn it into like an API. And then the real sauce is in taking all that stuff that's been all these little different data points. And making them some kind of UI and user experience that won't annoy the shit out of people. Because, like, yeah. right now people are getting mixed results typing things in OpenChat. Yeah, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, why? I don't want it to do that. That sounds too corny. Blah, 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 blah. Like, literally. Kind of like flailing around, you know? Yeah, like, oh, everybody's flailing here? around. And, like, if yeah. you can make it so that they're just, they're just sprinting. Um, you know, yes. that's, that's what people want. And the more of those services you get build in one place, I think that's going to be the next big product. So I'm really, I'm really excited to watch this all grow. Um, it's, it's a good time to start as a product person to actually start getting into it. Uh, if somebody's got a product mindset, you know, so, I mean, we both have a computer science background. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we both understand the engineering side of it. I think, um, I think it's, it's it's really fun to see a lot of these computer sciencey folks um, get into a product mindset because of this because it's so um, it, it's it's not like we get those kind of opportunities to interface with people in a people 
oriented way very often. And everything that comes out of these LLMs ultimately has a data component and a human component. And it feels like it makes it easier for me to reason about what a good product looks like. Yeah, there's a there's like a um, like an intuition about it that yes. you don't really have to use with code. You know, with yeah. code you can definitely say the output was you know y given input x. But I mean, you with these things, a lot of the time you don't know what you're going to get, and the way to get what you want is usually it, there's a there's a human intuition that you have to use, like. Uh, I think I told you in order to get the right answer out of one of them, I was like, you know, imagine, you know, uh, your life's on the line, you know, like this is a, a life or death situation. Just give me the right answer. And then finally, <laughs> yeah. you know? and it's, it's ridiculous, but it's, 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 I don't know. It's super neat. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Mickey mouse, like bringing broomsticks to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I work with stuff, I, it's just, it's just awesome. Oh, and I, I, I think a lot of computer scientists, like, I don't know who are into her. Like, if they even touch it a little bit, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is, this is way different from anything else I've, I've done." Like, I've, I've mucked around in CUDA drivers before, you know, and 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 reinstalled the operating system because it got all messed up for other purposes. But I mean, that was this. That was not. I'm I'm rewarded when I have to do that because I know at least oh this time it might work, you know, and then I, <laughs> and then I, I I bring my demon to life and it's awesome. Um, Somebody you, named Josh doesn't like my background. I don't blame him. Oh, well, it's it's kind of in, it's kind oh. of annoying. You want to see it though? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so nobody on the podcast can see it right now, but I have. I, I always see his green. But if you have like the, the robot walking around, or something? oh yeah, I have the. You have to look on the actual stream itself for it to to get through. For you, it's just a green I'll, I'll screen. Right now, I'm seeing like marching robots, and then ah, uh, what's that name? That robot that had the um the weird facial expressions that they were. That was a meme. Yeah, that's that's basically I've got a bunch of gifs running in the background in my my thing. I could change it if you want, but I don't want. So, Josh, you're gonna have to get used to it. Appreciate you showing up, man. Uh, I really do. Welcome to the first episode of the show. So uh, this is technically a podcast. We're gonna turn this into uh, audio mostly and um, and broadcast this out. Um, but uh, I really like the fact that there's viewer participation and that they people can actually have a video option. Um, so we're also streaming this on YouTube, YouTube podcast. So this is going to be a, a, a kind of different than my last podcast that I was on. And I think you were on a podcast too, weren't you, Reed? Uh, yeah, like a long time ago, but it was for, uh, I guess you'd call it spatial, compute, spatial computing now. It was for like virtual worlds and stuff. Um, oh, like Linden Labs really uh, Second Life? Yeah, yeah, I, I, it was Second Life was cool a long time ago. I promise, <laughs> it was, it was really cool, but uh, maybe not so much anymore. But yeah, I, I was on a podcast a long time ago, and then I don't know, people listen to it. it was cool. Yeah, it's fun when you actually get things off the ground. It's a little slow to start. Typically, you have to get like a, a repertoire of episodes under your belt before people are like, oh no, they're gonna keep up with this. So yeah, maybe about ten episodes, and then people start really tuning in a little bit more. So I'm really excited to to launch this again. Uh, Corey Petty uh, from the Bitcoin podcast is um, uh, who I was. Uh, so my background, I also a computer scientist, but my last many years have been in cryptocurrency. Uh, with the most recent ones uh, in um, focusing on learning all about consensus protocols, which distributed systems is hard. Holy cow! It's like one of the hardest fields in computer science. Like. And and like learning it felt really good, but then at the end of it, I was kind of like black pilled by a lot of the um, a lot of the things that people are promising won't work, and you don't know that if you're not 
deep in the space. Even other computer scientists are like, no, that could totally work. But like, no, once you finally get the principled reasoning behind it, you're like, oh my God, none of this stuff's going to work. So you can't argue with them. They don't care. And it's not about what's true. So I, I kind of like... step money, bro. Yeah, nice. see, that's, that hits my heart really hard. I, I want things to work well. And and that's kind of why I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I should start branching out a little bit. I, I think AI really has my interest right now. So I'm really happy to kind of like do this as well. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, Josh. So uh, we have a list of topics, actually, I would like we, to go over. We were asking over. about Llama 2. And I only started talking about Llama 1, then we got, we got sidetracked. I can go back to Llama 2. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. We're all over the place. No, I mean, it's fine. We were just talking. Uh, we also got to talk about GTP4's architecture leak. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. That, that's why I, when I said mixture of experts earlier, it was kind of like uh, an ode to that. Um, but, uh, okay, Llama 2, it's, they dropped it. Um, I think this is Facebook really trying to put the boot on OpenAI's neck. Like, they're, they're competing, you know. And uh, Facebook, they're, I mean, or Meta, sorry. They're pretty much, they're one of the biggest names in AI right now. Like, they, they build all the tooling that everybody uses, like PyTorch and stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, Llama 2 comes out, and you can use it for commercial purposes. Uh, boom. But uh, the, the, oh, and there's also... Because that was uh, a problem we were having Llama 1. We were looking into using it. We really wanted to use it, yeah. but... Like, oh, do you think they'll, they'll notice? Oh, yeah, they'll probably notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's not a big deal anymore. Like they're they're like, oh yeah, definitely make make products out of this. Um, but and they they have a partnership with uh, Microsoft the way OpenAI did. Um, uh, it's just you know Zuck is in there stepping in between. He's like, hey, can I have this dance? And just pulls uh, Satya Nadella away from Sam Altman, and <laughs> they're they're on the dance floor now uh, doing stuff. Uh, the biggest uh, criticism I've seen so far is that the base models like when people have been running them. Uh, particularly the 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 um, examples I was I was seeing were from the 13 billion parameter model, and they would ask it stuff like, and there's tweets I can show you, but uh, it's like, hey, can you give me a, a dangerously spicy recipe for mana mayonnaise? And it's like, oh no, as an AI model, that's dangerous, and I can't do that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so they they put a lot of safety mechanisms into the training of the models. Uh, so that they wouldn't go off the rails and, and do anything like, I don't know, teach you how to make a nuclear weapon or something like that, I, I guess, you know, or how to make a gun, um, how to make, I don't know, drugs beats me. Uh, I'm sure all those would fail. Like I said, I haven't been able to run the model myself yet, but um, that's what's going on. Uh, but as soon as that happened, uh, as soon as like the same day I saw that, uh, this uh, person on LinkedIn or not, sorry, on Twitter, because because the entire, like, for real LLM community on Twitter so far, like, a lot of them don't use the real names. Like, most of them don't. And if they're, especially if they're doing, like, real shit. Um, I think uh, they don't want to associate their, their day jobs with what they're doing on Twitter, <laughs> which, you know, makes sense, I guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was Technium. And they have a model. Um, and this is backed by, I think, Microsoft. Um, I hope I'm right about that. And I didn't just say something that wasn't true, but I think they are. Um, they have a model called New Hermes Llama 2 13B. And they were able to essentially fine-tune uh, all that nonsense out of the model. And then they were able to ask it those questions and get, um, you know, sensible answers out of it. I did not so, know that. So it's 
it's kind of cool that um, the community is just running with it. And yeah. maybe this was just like a kind of like liability thing for Meta. Like they don't want to get sued. Yeah. And then they can point at like the other community members like, hey, that's not our model. Like they Wasn't just, our guy it. in the Philippines. No, that wasn't yeah. us at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's really helpful because like they give these models out and hopefully that, that trend continues. There's there's some talk now with uh, on on there I'm in, on a subreddit and I read it uh, for it's like what is it a local llama it's, it's about running llama locally um, which I can't do because I don't I don't have a six pack of a well I don't know you would you'd only need like a, a bunch of um, uh, RTX uh, 3090s probably but um, I don't do it locally I do it on AWS. Anyway, they, they were talking about a uh, a similar release from GPT, like if or from OpenAI, like some variant of GPT being released that you could potentially run locally. They're like, oh, I'd never do it, use it. But I was like, don't go fanboy on this. Like, if they release it, like I'm gonna run it, and so is everybody else. Really, the, the limiting factor would be the license. Like, uh, what are they gonna allow you to do with it? Like, as with Llama One, it was for research in Llama Two. You can use it commercially. But they, they might just, I don't know, if they released it at all, I think a lot of people would use it. But, yeah, um, yeah we'll see. I don't know. That's just kind of scuttlebutt right now. How are you feeling about some of these um, cloud infrastructure tools that, you're, that, we're, that we're using? And, um, like, like it feels stuff? like they're really expensive. I'm, I'm, like, I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm like, this, this, is, this is 90 grand a year for something that we don't really – like you know, I mean, like we, it would have paid itself off in a year and a half if we just bought the hardware. Um, but part of yeah. me is like, also the hardware is like a moving target, whereas this always scales exactly to where we need it to. And I feel like these prices are going to have to come down too. Um, I don't. Of course, I, that's I a moat. Yeah, it's it's a moat. Yeah, uh, it it's advantageous. Excuse me. It's at it's advantageous, I think, for a lot of player the big players to keep that moat in place. Um, yeah. But, and I mean, this is me calling it a moat. Um, that's my opinion. I don't know if the community agrees with me or not. But that that barrier... It's not a very big moat. A lot of people. And, and NVIDIA is... A lot of the, the recent uh, investments in NVIDIA... NVIDIA has been investing in a lot of companies like in a big way. And uh, I don't remember the name of the company, but the accusation was basically they traded an ass load of H100 GPUs for a giant stake in the company. Um, and they and and I've seen that happen twice, like where that where they're in, investing heavily in an AI company, and it's like, well, you know, they're going to turn around that company is and immediately buy as much Nvidia hardware as they can, you know. So it's kind of like they're getting a coupon for the Nvidia GPUs uh, in exchange for a, a piece of the company. Yeah, but that's and, see, that's the thing is a piece of the company. That's a big deal. Like giving that yeah, away yeah, is yeah. a that is a big deal. You got to manage your cap table pretty good, and like these these. These companies that get hardware for investment, I mean, like, capital's a lot more. I would rather have, well, I mean, they're giving you disc discount, I'm sure, so it doesn't matter. I just feel like capital is a really good way to, it's it's so much more versatile. Um, but with the NVIDIA thing, they're doing lock-in. I guess they don't have to even worry about lock-in, so. Ugh, it's interesting. They are dominating the market right now. Like, there's well, no, the AMD thing that you were, oh, what's that AMD? Huh? The AMD is the only company that could potentially compete, and they don't really right now. Yeah, yeah. What's the um? What's that name of the um? You were uh the thing we signed up for that um. Tiny Corp. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, George Hot's company. I saw him on Lex, so did everybody else, and uh, he was also on uh, Latent Space, and that was 
that is okay. We can we can segue into the the um, the GPT architecture uh, leaks, but that was the first one. He went on Lightning Space and just basically told everybody what it was um, in like a few sentences, like a general description, and um, because he heard from a person, you know, some somebody sang a song to him, uh, and he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so I'll just tell people. Uh, but he he's trying to compete like he with Nvidia with AMD stuff, and according to him, the the um, the problem is really a software problem. Like the drivers and stuff won't. Like the GPUs, the hardware is there. They can they can do matrix multiplications. It's just you got to wrangle them correctly such that they will do it for, um, you know, machine learning purposes in uh, in a way that's useful uh, without crashing. Uh, his his uh, a lot of his his gripes were that the, the things would crash all the time. Uh, what is the he, software like? Don't they also use CUDA? Like, what's the what's the problem I'm looking at here? So CUDA is really uh, an NVIDIA. Um, Did they only use OpenGL with AMD? Uh, right? They have OpenCL. OpenCL, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. To be honest, I don't know because nobody uses <laughs> nobody uses them for this. Uh, but yeah, well, like, how do game developers take advantage of it if there's no? Uh, there's there's well, that, you're talking about a, uh, like a, a graphics API or yeah, um, like Vulkan or something like that. Uh, so they're they're compliant with all that stuff, but uh, like CUDA is really a, an NVIDIA type thing, like. It, it compiles for uh, it, it, it. It yeah, it's it's really just it's it's pretty locked into to to Nvidia. According now, look, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit because I don't know. I've never looked. Well, it's at their it. code. I mean, it's their thing. But yeah, I mean, like I used Coda back in 2000 some odd to do. I needed to create a, a database with like a trillion entries, and if I had done it manually, it would have taken me three years. If I had parallelized it in threads, it would have taken me a year. And if I had actually just used CUDA, it took me uh, five days. Like that. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, yeah, wow. no, that, All that's true. That part of what I was saying is true. Um, but on the AMD side, um, according to Geohot, it, uh, it, it was, it was, he was actually running a CUDA kernel, but with AMD um, hardware, somehow. I don't know. I don't know jack shit about that. Um, but I do know that he's, his goal is to sell a computer like a, you know, like a tower, uh, that has I think he said six AMD GPUs in it, and it will be able to run Llama. He said he was talking about Llama one, sixty-five billion, but I imagine he now want to run Llama two, uh, seventy billion. Um, so that's this goal, and it, I I can't remember how I think it's fifteen grand, and it will fit under your fit under your table or on top of it. So uh, yeah, I now I'm a big dork, and that sounds way cooler than running shit on AWS personally to me. Um, but I don't know what the business sense is there. Uh, it may be uh, good for business. It may not be. I don't know. Like you said, you don't have to update uh, your hardware for AWS. AWS just does that, and you just keep paying the same amount. Yeah, it's a complete rebuild every single time. Like every single time you want to keep up, you have to build a whole new boom, 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 boom. And that was the thing about AWS. It was just like it. That's why data centers moved to cloud. Um, you know, it's 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 not. It wasn't cheaper when it started, except for the fact that you'd have all this overhead associated with upgrading your hardware that was removed. Hey, and then it eventually froze. became cheaper. By the way, it eventually became cheaper than owning your own hardware. Hey, so. your video froze on my end. I hope it's not frozen for you. I don't know. Let me see if it's frozen for everybody else. Um, maybe it's just me. Is it better now? No. Nope. Oof, that'll be annoying for you. Let me uh, let me fix that. So I mean, yeah, I can hear you fine. So I don't really care. Yeah, I just want to see what's uh, what's uh, what's actually happening here. 
Uh, let's see, youtube.com slash, this is a good chance to, uh, to do a, um, a bit of a self-promotion, youtube.com slash at overgeneral.ai. Let me look at my own camera here. Um, be mute that. No, I still got, I still got it. Okay, cool. Um, can Whatever. you fix that? How does that, I don't know what would break there. This is not through me, this is through Streamlabs, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Are you fine now? Uh, I'm not, I'll, I'll let you know when it comes back on, but you're, you're kind of stuck in this position where you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm it's like, going to come back on? Do you want to hit refresh? Uh, no, I, I, I don't, well, I don't know. Do you think it's good for the flow of the conversation? I'm, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want you to be turned off by my frozen death stare. Oh, like, uh, 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 back, I'll, I'll refresh and then we can, we can go, but for now I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, let's see. Uh, so we've got a lot of things we wanted to cover, and we are already like 40, well, 37 minutes in. So uh, I think uh, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting to watch some of the products that are coming out. I'm uh, I'm a little surprised by what I'm finding using AI these days, um, and I'm not sure if all of it's technically. AI and that large language model and generative model sense, but then some of it kind of seems like it definitely is. And one of the things that I noticed is I, I was vetting software for video editing because I am not a video editor. I wanted something simple. Um, and I was trying to see uh, what was out there. I got this thing called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. I ultimately decided not to go with it, uh, but I did get a habit for about a 48-hour trial before I ditched, ditched it. And in that time, it's got some pretty cool AI generation techniques. First off, it's doing transcripting on the fly. And it edits the whole video through transcript. But that's, that's not exactly AI, but it's neat. Because the actual video editing itself is like you take the transcript of the video that you've dictated to, and you create scenes from that, and that puts cuts, and that allows you to actually do the editing from there. I thought There's that was probably great. a model when they're doing that. That's probably a, a machine learning model. It's, it's super cool. neat, but it was very clunky in practice, so I didn't actually want it. Um, but one of the cool things is they they have like voice reading technology, so you could take on you could you could write a script and it would actually like synthesize voices and put that in there. And this kind of stuff is starting to appear everywhere. Like, these used to be magic back in the day. I mean, like I remember 2015 watching that kind of stuff happen and convincing voice synthesis, and it was like not convincing and it wasn't very good. It still sounds robotic, and a lot of this stuff is getting very smooth. The inflections are getting yeah. better. I would say it mispronounced some stuff, but I can't exactly blame it. Like, you didn't know how to pronounce my name even when I wrote it K-O-O-S-H-A-Y. It was like, Couché. Or, no, it was like, Couché. No, I can't even remember. It was so bad. Yeah. It was like, it was so weird the way it said it. And then, like, if I put my actual name in there, it would have never gotten the last name. But, like, you know, there's a lot of things you got to do to sort of finagle it into understanding stuff. But that's true with people, too, man. Like, nobody's going to get my last name right in if I meet them off the street anyway. Um, so... I'm kind of like uh, I'm. I'm kind of in a. Um, I'm kind of really excited to see how some of this, these smaller, things become everyday conveniences. You know what I mean? To the point where we're going to start expecting this kind of user experience mm -hmm. wherever we go, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, like I I'm waiting for better form input technology. I'm waiting like all this other kind of stuff like. There's a lot of things that I think it's just going to benefit from this. I'm really impressed. One of those fields, 
uh, that I'm actually really impressed with is some of the graphic stuff. So just so you oh, guys know, bomb. Now I use Midjourney like a lot, and you know how. Oh, so we're trying to come up with a UI for a thing. Like, <laughs> guess where that came from? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, guess where our logo came from? Yeah, exactly. I didn't yeah. use Logo Diffusion. I couldn't get my hands on it, but uh, I, I did just finally get my hands on it. I actually have to check that real quick because he's given me, literally as we speak, he's given me a, access to the newest version of his of his application, which I'll show off in a little bit. Um, but uh, the... Um, uh, uh, let's see. Sweet. I'm in. All right. Um, so, uh, but basically, um, I, uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really impressed by like what a lot of these these people are doing. I forgot what I was going to say before I got distracted. Um, but I think like I a lot. Basically, that I think. Yeah, we we built our logo off of Midjourney. I went in there and I I asked it a thousand. See, this is the key. This is why I'm saying the product isn't in, you know, the fact you can do it. I mean, it, I mean sorry, the, there isn't a blocker in the fact you can do it manually. There is a, there, the product is in doing it efficiently, and I had to spend an hour and a half before I got a logo that satisfied me, right? And I don't even know if a lot of people will like our logo or not, but it's a good first crack, right? And so, uh, this is this is the, the the problem people are having is that they need to do work and um, if the amount of mental effort to get it done is greater than the um, you know hiring somebody else and then you just doing something else then people are not going to turn to AI for themselves right but if you're able to build a user experience and a user interface which simplifies the process to the point where it condenses it down to a 10-minute, 15-minute, 20-minute even uh, exercise instead of an hour and a half for the same kind of thing and probably with better results um, that are more likable and more, more to your liking, people are going to then start looking at some of these tools as actually tools. Is you know directly going into these stable diffusion system, these, you know these generative AI systems, and, and typing out, oh god, what's that goddamn prompt? Ah, oh, slash, sorry, dash dash, no gradients. Like literally knowing all those little things is a a, a study in the application in and of itself. And so uh, being able to build something which coaxes the user to do the right thing, or even removes their need to understand the right thing, and just yeah. does it for them is a huge huge benefit i actually just realized you i have a screen share and i don't know if anyone will be able, anyone will be able to hear you if you're not in the background of the screen share so i'm gonna have to fiddle with stuff real quick sorry oh. folks but uh i'm going to show um i'm going to show i'm actually do this for all of them um i am going to copy all of these. I'm going to show you guys this this interface and why I'm I'm, I'm jazzed because it's a really good early example of how things are uh, how where things are kind of going. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to move all these to not see not see not see now you can't see them. Move that up. Screen capture below it. Cool. 
Um, so, uh, let's see. I think you guys can see my screen now. Reed, can you say something? Can you hear me? Ah, gosh dang it. Oh gosh dang it, there's nothing in that folder. Alright. Give me a sec, Reed. I will I will okay. get this. I will get this. I will get this really quick. I'll try and do my best. Um, so I need to copy that. This is super not fun, but I'll do this later. I'll do just you now. There you are. Um, wait. Hold on. Okay, I see what I can do there. Um, as long as you are visible, it will play your sound, which sucks. But it is what oh. it is. I'll keep that in the background so nobody even sees it behind the desktop. And then it's just Very helpful of it. Yeah. Um, it's this... Yeah. Streaming services. Um, okay, so... Um, this is a really cool... Uh, I'm really, like, really impressed by this product. Um, I think our serve... I guess it's a... I don't know. It's got the, the whole microtransaction thing going for it where you buy credits and stuff. Um, and so uh, I, I'm really... Let me go F11. Um, I'm really impressed by this this whole system here. I think it's neat. I got a fresh copy. This is a brand new version of, of Logo Diffusion. I think it's really cool. So let's just, uh, let's just show it off real quick. Um, yeah. So uh, it's got a very intuitive interface here. Um, there are some advanced settings, but just to get off the ground, um, you can straight up draw something. So I'm going to draw um, a tree. Oh, crap. Uh, pen. I'm going to draw a tree. Tree. I'm bad at drawing. I am bad at drawing. And then we're going to draw a trunk. And basically, uh, how would I do it? Brown. I'm not even good at colors. Look at me. There we go. Brown. And then, and then I'm going to draw some grass. And then grass, and a little grass there, and then I'm going to do a bird. Um, okay, so, uh, like that, just birds, happy little birds, happy little birds. Okay, I'm going to save the changes, and then I get to like, choose all these little knobs and options. So, one of the things that might be hard for people on the podcast to know is that there's these, these options here, like image influence, which... Yeah, defines the influence of the of the redesign method. So basically, how much is this image making this this new logo works? Just so we're clear, the 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 topic the the product here generates logos from derivative works or on its own based off of a prompt text. Um, it takes uh, use the image colors. So. Because I, I put green tree with, you know, green grass and a brown trunk, it should try and make something similar to that. Gives it a degree of freedom. So I could say, like, it's very strict or it's super free. You just, I'm going to go middle of the road here. That you do simple stuff like, does it have thin edges, you know, shape blocks. We go with a thick outline. Uh, edge detection, logo details. Um, you know, we'll go with some of the default settings here. Um, it gives you a number of iterations, which people won't understand, but it's hidden behind the advanced settings. And so people who do understand go, oh, well, that's a lot easier than what I was doing before. It gives you a random seed so you can get things back again. Um, uh, just a lot, of the, a lot of cool stuff. One of the neater design considerations I found with this, though, is if I typed, um, uh, make the tree, um, uh, 
more uh, less realistic. Uh, oh wait, I forget if I if I'm doing this right. Um, now let's just do this. Um, oh, I think I know what I, I want to do here. Like, let's go. Uh, realistic trunk. Oh, realistic birds. There we go. Birds. Um, okay, and see, and I'm gonna go. I don't know. Um, so add more importance to the realistic birds and a little less importance to realistic. We're gonna do styles. Like you can choose all sorts of different styles here. So I'm gonna go with. Um, um, Let's go with something cartoony, and then I'm gonna hit generate. And then what it does is it, it starts, um, oops, it's, it just goes ahead and takes all this information, it puts it in a, um, a you know, a, uh, um, a stable diffusion model, and then outputs something that's supposed to be kind of close to a logo. And if you don't like this, you kind of refine it down and make it better, but this makes the process so much faster and a lot more uh, efficient. So. Um, I don't like the fact it cut out the tree, so I'm going to just say realistic. Uh, I'm going to say, just say happy birds. Did it even take the image into influence into account? Oh wait, did I reduce that too much? No, that should be good, right? Okay, generate. So, it's pretty neat, I think. Uh, I, um... I, I like the way that they did this. And to kind of offset, there we go. So there's my tree, there's birds. I think it thought that the birds were clouds and so it added birds on top. That's my fault. That's totally my fault. Um, but this is kind of closer to where I was and what I wanted. So I'd open that up and I'd go um, thumbs up. And um, yeah, I could download this result and and make it, uh, it's still kind of beta by the way. So make it make it work better. Um, let's try shape blocks and you can get different all sorts of styles here. Um, let's go with uh, pictorial and I'm going to remove the word birds and since it doesn't uh, happy uh, clouds. <laughs> and we go with pictorial and we go with uh, happy clouds and we're going to generate again. So you still have, think of all the iterations and all the questions I would have to do. Now I just change one word. So like in a, in a mid-journey thing, I would like rewrite the same prompt in 18 different ways to try and get the logo that I wanted and to try and get as many iterations of that as I could. And now I'm changing one word and I can add another, um, add another emphasis to it. So now this cloud is like super emphasized compared to the word happy. Um, and look, it came up with some better stuff. So let's see, image influence, uh, creative freedom. Let's just reduce the creative freedom down a little bit. And um, I think it's I think it's a, a really cool user interface um, that's only going to get better, and it's it's constantly going to improve. And I think that right now it's actually doing really well. Um, a lot of the um, a lot of the best use cases are probably for a mascot. So let's just um, let's upload. Actually, let's see what happens when I upload. Oof, um, my. Uh, our, our, I'm sorry, the logo I made, um, which should be right here. Let's see what it does to it. It's probably going to mangle it a little bit, um, but I can always tweak it and make it better. So let's delete that and go um, um, writer 
two robots. Um, and it should, should do some cool work on this. I think it's really neat. I think it's coming along great. Um, it's got some great tutorial videos out on it too. There we go. So like this took my original logo. See, this is kind of a better, I think, use case. It took the original logo that we have and it made it something more stylistically in the shape of uh, what I do, pictorial. I think that's neat. I think this is just really neat. You know, look at this. This is a lot better. Like this is, it's not better. I like our current logo. It's the design I want. But if I was to take some derivative work and be like, I kind of like this, but I want it to be like this style. This is this is the kind of thing you'll be looking for, and I don't know. I think um, I think this kind of work is really where the uh, the um, the uh, thing where the whole process is going, where where products are going. And for those who are doing the audio podcast, I apologize for showing things, um, but you know the robots looked better than the tree. I drew a fucking shitty tree, all right? So, like, that's the problem, is I drew a shitty tree, don't blame the app. But the, the actual robot thing, I mean, this is really good, the stuff that the, the stuff that it came up with, and it, and it did it based off of our logo. Um, it made it a, a different style entirely, but still kept the same milieu, the, still, the same feeling behind the logo. I thought it was really neat. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's prompt engineering, which diminishes what you're doing or what it's doing but uh that's that's what it is yeah yeah and, and people were like oh prompt engineers aren't real but like dude this is a product because prompt engineering is a thing well i mean if you're thinking you're gonna go get hired by knowing how to talk to chat gpt just right you know you're the guy who the boss goes to and says you know get the, the llm to do a thing for me um and you're the one who knows how to type in the magic words correctly I don't think that's a thing, or it might be a thing right now, uh, in a few places. But uh, I, when I say prompt engineering, I mean something more akin to like uh, generating HTML from JavaScript or something like that, and you know, like automatically generating uh, the right commands based on you know just a few few parameters, like abstracting that giant paragraph that probably was given to the to the model in order to generate what you saw abstracting that away to just a couple of parameters like the UI you had. Yeah. That's, I think, prompt engineering. Yeah, you know, too. prompt writing yeah. is probably what people are, you know, like talking about right now. Yeah, um, I think so. That's uh, a good point. But, it is just prompt yeah. writing and this is prompt engineering. He's he's yeah, taking yeah, exactly. he's taking these very complex ideas and putting them in an automated, repackaging them as a UX that people can understand. <laughs> Plus this guy told me he's running his own own stable diffusion models. So he yeah, trained his yeah. own models to build this. Like this is this is based off of a, uh, his work on, on the model side as well. It's not just the user experience, although I will say user experience is a huge part of it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm very impressed with this kind of stuff, but this is going to put a lot of people out of work. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. It's going to make their jobs less. So here's the deal. They're going to be more productive. They're going to be more productive, which means we need less crappy ones. Or we build more stuff. There's just more stuff. And digital content, you know, it, it, the price of reprodu reproduction there is like near zero. So I think it just kind of like, you know, in the agricultural revolution, you know, hunters and gatherers didn't go away, you know, or, you know, like 
you know, like the, it, it didn't result in less people because we didn't need as many people to go get food or something like that. You know, that's weird. Uh, that's a weird thought. I, I think that we're just going to, like, production is going to go up. People aren't going to be like, oh, I lost my job. I'll just sit here now. They're right. going to go build more stuff. And maybe some people will lose their job or their jobs will change or something like that. But, like, man, I said this on LinkedIn. Like, uh, I, I saw something and it was some guy. And I think we talked about this earlier. I think I think I said this to you. It was like, he's like, oh, woe is me. I'm the developer of or one of the developers, I think, of Beat Saber. And he was like, I just gave it a prompt and it generated all the code for me to build Beat Saber. And my point is it could not conceptualize Beat Saber in the first place. It could not yeah. and wouldn't, you know, a yeah. human being had to do that. Like they, they came up with the idea. So yep. the, I, AI isn't there yet. It's not yeah. making up the games for us. And, and, and again, like this situation here with Logo Diffusion, like the best result came from me going through a process on mid-journey picking something I liked, inputting it in a logo diffusion to stylize it in a way just right, you know? And so yeah. if you have better sketching, then you can do this. I'm a terrible artist, so my tree came out terrible. I also probably picked a terrible subject. So like my tree is terrible, which generated terrible results because I'm not a very good creative. Maybe, but maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back right, right there. Like I'm going to say that just to – you don't even need to be a good drawer, you know? You just need to have some design sense. And if you have design sense, the, the bar is now a lot lower for you to get in the game. So I think people are just going to make more stuff. And the mm -hmm. quality of the stuff they make is going to go way up. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. That's probably going to stabilize a lot of stuff. I don't know. But I don't think that means all the jobs go away. I think we just, everyone, be, GDP goes up because we build more stuff. It's uh, kind of like how Swordsman kind of went away when guns appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're still does. shooting each other at massive guns. So hey, some yeah. people get stabbed too. I don't know. So, yeah, we want to want to get dark with it. Yeah, sure. I don't want to get dark with it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you for your military service. Um, but um, I, uh, I, I think, I think, uh, I think though we're gonna see some pushback. So like Steam. Steam won't allow any AI-generated content in their games. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Uh, well, so there's like we're worried about congressional congressional stuff, congressional like regulation, which I really want to talk about. Um, but you know, we're gonna have self-policing as well. Why did they well. do that? Why did why did Steam? Because they that? probably can't discern whether or not it's derivative work or whether or not it's original creative work. Yeah, and, that's fine. And so, the, from a legal perspective, it made them very very uneasy. Now, now. Uh, conspiratorially, I I wonder if they're building their own LLM to generate content for games, and they don't want to have anybody come in and <laughs> compete with them. Um, we need to but, talk about that next week. By the way, there is a there is a uh, application out there for making um, AI generated content models and all that stuff for games. It's getting pretty good. Yeah, um, no, I'm seeing a few. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we'll pull that up next week, but. Yeah, I they're mean, afraid like, though. I think they're afraid of, of legal ram because nobody sussed that out yet. Nobody knows what the deal is. I don't, I don't know. My my understanding, I have a, a limited understanding of copyright. Like I had to take a class and and, and under that, and uh, about it, and and I think it was the synthesis class, huh? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they they were worried about. Um, I, I I guess nobody want they nobody wanted any of the students to build the next Napster or something like that. And uh, but I see. 
they, these things aren't making copies of the original work. You know, like, um, and, and I don't know, maybe sometimes they are. Like, you could probably have it recite um, the first part of Tale of Two Cities, like GPT-4 or something, and be like, oh, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And I guess that is sort of a co copy, but it could, I don't know. I've never tried, you know, but I, I'm not sure it would get the entire work of, you know, A Tale of Two Cities correctly. How many? And that's yeah. Not, so, like, how many movies are Romeo and Juliet story? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that. My point is like, there's fair use is a thing, and I'm I'll read A Tale of Two Cities, and it will make an impression on me and say I go write a book, and I was inspired by it. Like, we're getting close to that's what the machine is doing. You know, and I don't know. I don't know what the hell that means, you know, legally speaking. Yeah. You know, so so I don't know. They'll have to figure it out. And I think Valve is afraid. Yeah. Well, I think I the, the point where things are getting to get weird is when the when the AIs are programmed to have taste. Um, right now, it's a shotgun approach. You generate, you generate, you generate, you generate. But if you have but a model have which can a model which when it takes an output. It can go, okay, this looks realistic. This doesn't look realistic. This looks like something people will accept. This look, does look like something people oh, will like accept. Being able to discern, it, discern things? Yeah, to be, be tasteful. Like... To not just be just randomly just doing shit. Just be like, this is the best version of all the versions we got in this like number of iterations. Uh, I, I, well, so you originally said that, and I, I, I do think they have opinions, but the opinions that I've seen the models output are are baked in them through um reinforcement learning through yeah. human feedback that sort of thing and it's usually like i can't it, it's like i said i can't give you a recipe for spicy or deadly spicy mayo because that's dangerous or something yeah like that. that was hilarious so, so it's kind of like really you want to tell them about that uh, did i did i already mention it i, thought I, already I don't know it. if you did I, I might have been messing with the interface at the time which means i can only half pay attention yeah. No. It, anyway, they're just kind of lobot. Lo, lo, the big models that I've seen are lobot. Yeah, I did. I definitely did talk, talk about. Okay, they're a little sorry. bit modernized and they're on rails. Um. So I, I've seen that. Or like, as an AI model, I can't tell you. Like, if if you try previously in my experience, I try to get it to behave as like, um, a mean person and and be like, hey, would you treat this person mean in a mean way under these certain circumstances? Like, well, you shouldn't do that. You know. It's like, well, you're missing the point, man. Yeah, yeah. You, Would I'm you like, is a valid question, you know, like, yeah. I don't need your ethics. And by the way, it's artificial, it's, it's ethics are derivative. Like, the ethics are from the people who made it, and they're arbitrary, and they don't apply to all cultures. And they well, don't the apply... are in the data it's trained on. And, so like, and one, one of the... the we the might feel that, like, throwing gaze off buildings is a bad thing. Yeah, you know, you, you have a point. And, dude, the, the, we're about to see a brave new world. Like, we're going to see some really weird models out there. But, you know, we're talking about moats, and I think I, the numbers I've seen for Llama 2, the, the, the compute cost for trading it was somewhere around $50 million, I think. Yeah. Uh, or 25 something. You By the way, that's not much. I hate to tell you, but I know people whose net worth is a lot more than that. This is, this is not much. Do they spend that much on training a, an LLM? I don't think so. Now they do. They didn't before. There was a big risk of risk. It was a risky investment before they showed that it could work. Now everybody knows it can work, and they're dumping billions in this stuff. That yeah, was a small investment with a huge like payoff. That. Although I got to say, OpenAI doesn't have a product. They don't have a service. They don't have a product. They got they got people paying twenty dollars to 
write letters to their girlfriend. It's not this, and it's not even very good. Like I don't they, know. I use I use I use ChatGPT for for way more than that. I it, well, you know what I mean though. Like I I know so you use it for marketing material. I I get it. Like I used it for our marketing material too because I didn't feel like writing at all, and so I gave it a synopsis and say flesh this out, and it did. And I don't even feel ashamed about it anymore. So like, no, why would you? Yeah, yeah like like you. literally, it's like why I, this is this is not. Good use of my time. If you're uh, like, if you, if they, if anybody has like a, a problem with using it for some reason, like they feel it's not real, like that's a chump. Like you need to get on the bandwagon, bro, because this, yeah. this is not going away, and it's only going to get better. Yep. Um, it's you, see, interesting to see where the government it regulates this for me. Like, I, I don't like. If there's an API, I don't understand. I don't have to sit there and figure out the entire damn thing in order to understand how to do the one little thing that I wanted to do in the first place. Yep. I can just go and ask it, how do you do this one little thing? Yep. And it's like, oh, you just do it like this. And I'm done. Sometimes it's great. Paper, I don't have to read the whole paper. I can just It can just summarize it, and then I can ask it questions about the parts I don't understand. Yep. It's a time saver. Like, yep. so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's plenty. I, I feel like right now, just for me, I guess. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, I have a computer science background, and I know what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> Or two. I mean, I like to think I know what I'm talking about sometimes about things. But so. the thing is, is that their moat is gone. Um. Well, they don't have one with Meta because Meta can do whatever the hell they want. So can Microsoft. And they don't have one with AWS because AWS can do. Uh, Amazon can do whatever the hell they want. And they don't have one with Microsoft because Microsoft can do whatever the hell they want. And Google because yeah. Google do. And it might take them time, and they might be like corporate speed, which is like it takes a long time to turn big ships. But, yeah. but, like they are fighting they're swimming upstream uh, they're swimming up a stream they filled themselves with water so like they they are having a, a a real i don't know what they can do of course they just got a huge investment but like where is their product going considering that there's so many players then again like microsoft is involved and like there's a lot of reasons to believe they're going to be successful i just having a hard time seeing how a chat app is the end of the story for them when they don't have in ways to a lot of other things right yet. Now they might, well, but I don't you know see them. So I'm, I'm, they probably do in the back end. Carpathia? I just don't know about them yet. Do you know who Andre Carpathia is? Uh, name sounds super familiar, but I'm bad with that stuff. He was formerly the head of AI at uh, Tesla. So okay, that's probably um, where I heard it. But he he, he was the guy. He was he the guy saying that you know computers will computer vision will be sufficient. You don't need lidar. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he, yeah well, I mean, that's I probably why. AI, but um, it, I mean, he was he was like one of the key people who, who made that decision. Yeah, um, like that decision. But you don't you don't agree with it? No, because the timeline is protracted out a whole lot longer than I think he estimated for. And I'm not even an expert. I can see that most of the human brain. I was saying this back in 2017. I was arguing with this guy in Austin who's an AI expert about how this is not happening. He's like, no, within the next year and a half. I'm like, dude, that's not happening. And like it didn't happen. And then they're like, oh, it's going to happen. And it didn't happen. It's because this is a really hard problem. It's not intractable. Obviously, humans can about? do it. FSD, uh, full self-driving, doesn't use the LiDAR. I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's not very good. The LiDAR improves the model quite a bit. The ones that are actually successful and actually do really well, they, 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 they improve the model with LiDAR. LiDAR is very useful. But you were on Lex, they were talking can... about within a time frame that it just wasn't going to happen. It's going to eventually happen, but like it's so far away, and it has to beat humans because people are going to hold it way more liable than they are. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't human. Know. 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Softer and Cars, but he's he's a pretty he's he's regarded as a pretty pretty bright guy, <laughs> and he works at uh he works at OpenAI now, but it's like they just pay him to hang around and just do whatever the fuck he wants. And um, he wrote Llama to C, so he works at OpenAI dot C, sorry, and so he wrote an implementation of the Llama two architecture, like a really tiny one. That you 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 could train it won't run any of the released llama models but llama is an architecture so he wrote an implementation of the, the architecture in c it's like 500 lines long most of that i looked at it most of it's just a bunch of like struct definitions and stuff about like different like the this is this is your uh neural network layer and this is the things it has in it and stuff like that and he said that he even got open g he got uh chat gpt4 to help him with the implementation because he didn't remember much c and he was like and he was making memes about it like you know that meme where you have like the dog sitting down and it's a it's a chump and that was his c and then like his c with chat gpt was like this the same dog like a but super buff yeah um yeah yeah so anyway he he wrote that and it's a pretty neat it it's i mean if you know c you can go look at it and then you kind of get like a, the, the curtains pulled back a little bit about how the llama architecture actually works huh. um so it's something you can go look at and like i said it's only 500 lines so it's not that not that crazy set in my mind um, we'll look at it I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, no, you should you should definitely check it out. Um, but I just kind of thought it was funny that he's working at OpenAI and he's writing Llama um, implementations. But oh, the reason I well, you up, have to. That's he, the thing. He's is like talking about products. Uh, the the thing he says, at least in his Twitter bio, I think right now, is he's working on uh, building Jarvis, like from from Iron Man. But oh, that's Iron. neat. Yeah, yeah, that's what he wants to do, and that's why he's there. Okay, so the ultimate AI assistant. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I can see that. All right, fair enough. I'm on board with that. Let's do that. Um, all right, so we're kind of getting towards we're we're definitely up against the the time wall here. Um, one last anything you want to say before we uh, we dip set? Yeah, yeah, and this one's hilarious. Paul Krugman, do you remember what he said about the internet back in the day in like the nineties? Uh, no, who's Paul Krugman? He's an economist uh, for New York Times. He's also a, a, Oh, that! Yes, I've seen that article. Okay, there we go. All right, yeah. So you got to put you know, in a frame of who people are. Anyway, go ahead. You know, so anyway, back in the 90s, he said that the internet, nobody had ever do business on the internet. Yep. He's, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. still listen to him. And he said, uh, basically, uh, GPT and other large language models are no big deal. So, I mean, this is like that guy on Mad Money, like basically telling you to buy, you should sell if he says yep. buy. If he, if he says sell by so uh anyway there's the there's the the weather vane right there paul krugman says it's no big deal so it definitely is just wanted to say that we have a whole lot of episodes ahead of us to make that argument so uh yeah i think this was a good inaugural chat um we'll uh we'll try and get some more interviews so We'll network around and ask people uh, to come on board. Uh, I think that's going to be really an important part of this is to have uh, more fireside chat stuff um, and uh, talk about what's out there product-wise. So, yeah, guys, uh, thank you for joining us on the very first episode. And with that, we are out. Bye.